for Nerds by Nerds production. Excuse me. Pardon me. I hope you cut Ferbs out. Anyway. Oh, I'm going to have to, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Igor, what are those intoxicating sounds? Why, Master, it's the Four Nerds by Nerds Halloween Spooktacular! <laughs> Welcome back to the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. I'm Josh. I am Ben. And today, we are joined by our good friend Miles from the Disc Dump podcast. Hello! Howdy, howdy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. We are here today to, I guess, debate the <laughs> official rankings of the Friday the 13th franchise. We're going to put them in order of what we think is from, from I guess, you want to go best to worst or worst to best? I feel like a lot of people go worst to best. Uh, we seem to agree on a lot of the worst ones, at least. So yeah. I think we should do that. All right, we can go worst to best. Um Ooh. We both love the Friday the 13th franchise. Ben is kind of impartial to the whole thing. Josh doesn't agree <laughs> with my favorite. What's your favorite? Jason X. I told you that. I like Jason <laughs> X. It's just not my favorite. It's not, definitely not the best one. I don't think anyone. <laughs> I am a big fan of mech suit <laughs> Jason after he gets his makeover. Oh, God, so, no. Nano, nanobots and Jason go well together. Uh, so they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's... So my history with these movies is that when the 2009 remake was going to come out, I had already watched a couple of them when I was a kid or whatever, but I heard the 2009 remake was coming out on the 13th of February in 2009. So what I did was I had a buddy and we had like a three day weekend or something. So my buddy came over and we watched all of them in consecutive order without breaks. And then we ended just in time to go and see the movie at midnight in the theater. Oh, that's holy, awesome. Holy. It took like 48 hours. It was crazy. Like, there's so many movies. Yeah. <laughs> How do you <laughs> feel about the, the remake? We left, we're leaving the remake and Freddy vs. Jason off the list just because. Just because oh, the remake's okay. the remake. And I love Freddy vs. Jason, so I don't think people will like how high it is on my list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love Freddy vs. Jason, but that's okay if we don't talk about it. The, uh, the remake, though. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the. I'm wearing a Freddy vs. Jason shirt right now. I don't know. If yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, the the remake though, the remake was. I enjoyed it, but I understand why nobody else did. Like, I get it. I just am like, you, Friday the Thirteenth can do no wrong in my opinion. So, so being that I'm not a super fan, uh, I really enjoyed the remake, and that's what made me go out and buy all the originals. Mm-hmm. Was seeing the remake. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand what people don't like about the remake. They say it's awful, and I don't. I don't think it's awful at all. I just think it's hard to recapture the feeling of an '80s slasher movie, which is where I kind of feel like all these remakes fall down. I think that Michael Bay produced it, and that's probably the problem people have with it. But I also could be wrong. I'm. I feel like he had a hand in it somewhere. Yeah, he produced. Uh, he produced all those remakes. He produced. Texas Chainsaw and, and Nightmare on Elm Street. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with everyone that I didn't like the Nightmare on Elm Street remake very much. But yeah. I like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake too, and people seem to not like that now. No, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I that. feel like they liked yeah. it at the time, but now everyone's kind of turned on it and say it's bad. That's one of my favorite movies ever is the one with uh, Jessica Biel. Yeah, you got Jessica yeah. Peel's hot ass running around in a tank yeah, top. Just... And the Texas Heat, I mean, what more can you ask for? That was that a really is the best movie, though. It is. It is. Well, they cut that guy's leg off and then they yeah. sear it shut. I mean, come on. Yeah, pack it with salt and oh. wrap it up. Yeah. yeah, I just, you could feel the pain. Yeah, yeah, it's a very. So, uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that one. It's a very yeah. hopeless movie. <laughs> Yes. And they're in like the car in the beginning and the girl pulls the gun out and it's just like, Ugh! that might yeah. be the original I'm thinking of, but either way it was like completely jarring and it doesn't stop being like gruesome the whole movie. I love that movie though. It's yeah. just, it's a rough watch <laughs> sometimes. It is. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of hope spots in that movie. <laughs> well, we're not here to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre today. We're here to talk about Friday the 13th. Yeah, that we are. So uh, I think we agree on the worst one is Jason, Jason Goes, goes to, hell. to Hell. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's the worst one. Now, which one was that? Is that the last one before Freddy versus Jason? Uh, uh, no, the last one before Jason X. Oh, okay. Before Jason. Jason X. Jason Goes to Hell is the one where the army comes and blows him up, <laughs> and then he becomes spirit jason and takes over people by throwing up in their mouths basically he like spits part of his heart in everybody's mouth and then everybody could be jason and then there's like a bat creature at some point terrible movie he turns into like a worm monster at one point i'm so glad i haven't gotten to that one yet i've got them right there i need to actually watch them this (laughs) well the problem is i need to see this massacre i think the biggest (laughs) problem is the lack of jason of actual jason yeah because in the very beginning and he's in the very end, and I don't even really like the way he looks. Yeah, he looks kind of like fat, and he's in a he's in a jumpsuit like he's Michael Myers, and his mask is like sunken into his face. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was one of the Kane Hodder ones too, like one of the last Kane Hodder ones, because that dude is stocky as shit, but like intimidating also. I, but I, that's gonna be a big point of contention for me too. Everyone like loses it over Kane Hodder, and I don't. I don't get. I think people just think he's the best Jason because he played him the most amount of times. Mm. But it's like he also played him in the worst fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> like seven is good, but eight's garbage. Nine's garbage. Lots of people don't like ten. Like I don't get what what everyone's got a boner over him for. I mean, I think that he uh, he's a very good physical actor. I've seen him in movies where he has lines and shit. No, bad. <laughs> but he's he has like he he nailed the breath like before that there jason wasn't like a heavy breather but he's got the big heaving shoulders and stuff and he just yeah i do like his intensity yeah i think that's what he brings to the table is that he's a really intense serial killer zero personality but he is he like just finds the quickest way to execute his mission and that is to just decapitate people and yeah i feel like jason goes to hell is up there with like Halloween part six to where (laughs) not a good movie at all storyline wise, but I do still like the feel of it and the way it's filmed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something about early nineties slashers. They just had a really good feel to them, but it just lacks any sort of good Jason story elements whatsoever. 
Well, I mean, his descendant, whatever that means, has to kill him with a magic knife. So yeah. they introduced a lot of elements that have no explanation. Why is there a magic knife that can kill Jason? And did yeah. he bone down on somebody to make a descendant, or? Oh well, yeah, know. he has a he has a sister out of nowhere somehow. Yeah, it it's, doesn't make any sense. But the actors who like are Jason at various points, they do have a very distinct change in their like prowess and that's cool on their part but the movie overall is not great yeah. the the most notable part of the movie is the very ending where jason does go to hell <laughs> and then you see his mask in the dirt and freddy krueger's hand pops out of the ground and pulls his mask down to hell that's the only thing i remember about that film yeah that's the only thing anyone remembers about that because film. that's yeah. that was an epic crossover the first epic crossover I, uh, yeah. I've watched the extras on all of these movies and that scene gave people false hope for a legit like 10 years they waited yeah. for Freddy versus Jason to come out after that. I'd like, I can't, like Marvel would not do that shit to somebody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy how, how long it took them to get their shit together, especially with the fact that they weren't making movies. It wasn't like they kept making Friday the 13th and were like, we'll just get to it. It's like they literally stopped making both franchises and just took forever to get around to it. Yeah. I mean, the the um, Nightmare on Elm Street remake isn't bad, but I definitely wouldn't rank it as one of the best horror movies ever made by any stretch. They had the guy that plays Rorschach in Watchmen. Yeah, I mean, he could be a worse actor, but anyway. He had that creep factor going on. That's what made him such a good, or a good Freddy. He was Mm -hmm. just creepy to start with. I didn't like like the makeup job in that movie at all. No, he just looked like a latex man. Yeah, Yeah. it was not a great prosthetic. It was not at all. Not not for me. But, All right, what's um, next on your list? We gotta. We we uh, we, <laughs> we do have we have a lot of movie to get through. Um, so we agree that part eight is the next worst one. Jason takes Manhattan. And overall, I think it is a worse movie technically. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Just because it's so fucking stupid, but the fact that it at least has Jason all the way through, and there are some cool kills. Is that the one with the boat? That is, yes, that's where he goes to New York. Somehow goes from a lake in New Jersey to <laughs> New York City via giant like cruise liner that pulls up. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, the uh, so the reason that the boat is part of it is because a it's extremely expensive to shut down New York City to film things, so that's part of their big budget concern and. If I'm understanding it correctly, there was a guy who was real shady that was working like as the treasurer for this movie and he decided to buy a boat and then he just was like, well, now we have a boat. We can't return it. So that's why half of the movie took place on a boat rather than in New York was because some con man was just like, I kind of fucked up and now I own a boat. (laughs) That's great. It's so odd. Like, even just the concept of taking Jason out of Crystal Lake, like, to bring him to New York. Why not? If you got stuck in that situation, why not just make it, like, there's a party cruise on Crystal Lake? 
Everyone's invited. And then yeah. just keep the whole thing on the boat. Why go to New York? It doesn't make any sense. I think that era, everything was filmed in New York. And there's and they were just riding that wave. Well, I, t- I think it was filmed in Vancouver. And then there was just a right. little bit filmed in New York. But there's weird parts where the main character, who has no sort of psychic ability or anything, keeps seeing visions of child Jason, who is not deformed in any sort of way, sometimes. <laughs> and then at the end, Jason gets hit with a big tidal wave of, of toxic waste that goes through the sewers at night in New York City and gets mutated back into a child? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. my uh, So I did this podcast with my buddy who also stayed up all night with me when I made a podcast about this. And his favorite kill is also one of my favorite kills where this dude whooped everybody's asses boxing on the ship. And then he like comes up against Jason and he punches him all the way to the edge of the boat and Jason's losing pretty hard. And then the guy just stops and goes, whew, I'm tired. So Jason grabs him and punches his head off and it lands in a dumpster and the dumpster closes. Yeah, yeah it is the best. <laughs> kind of campy. <laughs> that is a good kill though. That's... The scene was originally going to take place in a boxing ring inside Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> really? they're like, oh yeah, we don't have that type of money. <laughs> no, we have a boat. <laughs> we have a boat. <laughs> um, so the next one that we have in the rankings, if I may move us on, is Jason X. We both seem to agree that one is the next worst one. Yeah, I think I feel like everyone would say that that's the worst one if they don't actually if they haven't seen all of them yeah i mean this is the first one i saw was jason x i was in fifth grade if i'm not mistaken and it it changed my life it was amazing (laughs) well i i look at it this way i always say that it is a bad movie but jason is great in it all the jason parts are fantastic i'd say maybe except for the ending that ben seems to love Wait, hold on. When did the first one come out? What year did the first 1980? one come out? 1980. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm going in the timeline. So you watched Jason X when you were in fifth grade. And it was brand new. So and I watched the first one when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> really? <laughs> was that in 1980? Uh, what year? What? I got out of high school in 91, so... That's the year I was born. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ben's old. (laughs) Shit. All right. So yeah. So you watch Jason X ten years later. But I think I think his design before he gets all like metallicy and stuff. I think his design in the for the majority of the movie is one of the best designs he's ever had. I think he looks phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. He's real ragged and shit, but like. So all of Earth is destroyed and they're taking every last person across the universe and they make a point to bring Jason because he's a valuable bad guy. They're going to Earth 2. They're going to Earth 2. Yes, the romantically named Earth 2. But there are, like, most of my favorite kills are in this movie, though. Like... It's hard to forget the one with the uh, the liquid nitrogen where he freezes yes. the girl's face and smashes it. 
Yeah, it's fucking awesome. awesome. <laughs> so yeah. cool. And uh, I like the one where they're playing like virtual reality laser tag. <laughs> and there's all these like big screws on the floor for no reason. And he picks a dude up and he just drops him on a screw and he starts to spin around. Spin around yeah. <laughs> I like how he takes out, somehow takes out one of the virtual reality monsters that don't actually exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just like, fuck this thing. I've never killed an animal before, but fuck this thing. I think my favorite scene in that movie is when there is Uber Jason. They're like, we need to distract him. So they make a virtual reality 1980s Crystal Lake. And there's two hot girls and they're like, we're about to have premarital sex. Would you like to smoke marijuana? (laughs) And then it cuts away and then the next time you see him he's got them both in a sleeping bag and he's just wailing them off a tree <laughs> that was like a uh, <laughs> that was like a best of moment like they're bringing back everybody's favorite kill from the sleeping bag kill yeah. but that was also the first time I saw not a white woman's boobies and it <laughs> was extremely important to me for the rest of my life that I remembered that scene <laughs> for that reason. Fantastic. <laughs> oh my God, they're great. So yeah, that that led to my infatuation with women of other races for a while. Although I am in a long-term relationship with a white woman. So, but that that's not the point. Anyway, I sound you, a lot worse could, than I am right you now. turn your back on those movies? <laughs> I mean, anyway, so I'm just getting myself in trouble. Allow me to continue to dig this hole. No, I'm kidding. Uh, So after Jason X, we kind of divert into different directions as far as what our favorite ones are. That's all right. What do you got? I think part two is the next worst one. And you have ranked that much, much, much higher than I did. Absolutely have. Where did you put yours? My, number two is number one for me. <laughs> That's wild because it's such a not great movie. Why is what? it your favorite one? I, it's actually it's the only one that has actually ever scared me. Wait, is that the one with the lightning and the lightning rod? And the- no. Oh no, that's like that seven. <laughs> that's that's part six. That part six is my favorite one, but part two I think is just it actually has moments of actual terror in it, and the lead. Girl, the final girl in that movie is actually intelligent, well put yeah, together. Yeah, like yeah. she's a good character. I now I just, I more importantly I need to know why you hate it so much. <laughs> I just thought okay, so Baghead Jason is cool, but that's literally like I watched all of them in within the last year, so I have a pretty good memory for most of them. But that one is like besides the fact that Jason's in it is the least memorable. Because it does start a whole crazy journey, but excuse me, uh, it it still is like not great. Like the the they didn't have much of a budget. The first one they didn't have much of a budget, and it doubled, and they still didn't have much of a budget. So I I liked some of the other ones that come later. It's hard to say why I don't like something without spoiling why I do like other ones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it just doesn't have that oomph I'm looking for, but it did start all of this, so I completely respect it, but I think that one is one of the not best ones. Unreal. (laughs) (laughs) This show is over. (laughs) Ben, do you like the second one? Do you remember the second one at all? Um, I've watched it not 
too long ago. I didn't hate it, but I think the first two for me are hard to follow. And I, I think it's because I'm not into the older 80s slasher movies. So from there, I, I went to three and I forgot everything from three on. <laughs> yeah. So well, it gets muddy around three, four, five, six, and seven. <laughs> the uh, the remake basically contains the first through third original movies because the opening like the opening credits basically are the whole first movie, and then the second is like the first half of the remake because he finds his uh, the hockey mask and everything, and then the rest of it is basically the third movie without the scary bikers. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't remember the third one either. Oh man, the third one is ranked very high for me, but I'm gonna have um, to go back and watch all of these because I bought them just to watch them, and I got through a couple of them, and then I I stopped having Jason movie night. <laughs> we used to have this channel called uh, Monster Network on Dish TV. I was I had Dish TV for like a year of my life, and they had the Monster Network. It was when HD was new, so HD monster movies. And they would just have like themed weekends. So the whole weekend would be Friday the 13th movies or the whole weekend would be Halloween movies or it would be like Chud movies or whatever. (laughs) And that was extremely formative. And the channel apparently exists, but you need to live in New York City to get it. So I do not unfortunately live there. But man, that channel, like that's how I learned. I gained a lexicon for all these horror movies is because I was able to just binge them when I was a kid. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how I learned about these. So I learned about them that way. And then I watched them again in 2009. And ever since then, they've just really been my favorite franchise other than Marvel movies. Yeah. My, my next worst one after Jason X is part five. Just because it's yeah. kind of nothing to me there are it is it is enjoyable to watch i don't hate it a lot of people hate it kind of the way that people used to hate halloween 3 because it didn't have michael myers people hate this one because it doesn't have jason um i i think it's still enjoyable i think it's still fun um that's the one that's a new beginning right yeah uh is it new beginning yeah yeah so that's the one where Corey feldman's grow up character goes to uh psych asylum in the middle of the woods where everyone has weapons on them all the time yeah a psych farm (laughs) so he goes to the psych farm and then there's a copycat killer and everyone thinks it's going to be the main guy and it's a twist it's somebody's dad i don't know that movie i had ranked slightly higher than you but not by much it is it, yeah, I just unique, don't. I don't but... care about it, and that's why it's so low on the list. It's like, because it doesn't. It doesn't really do anything. It doesn't. They completely change the story, going right into six. Like that one doesn't even exist. There are are inconsistencies in the story. If you keep five in play, like they say, Jason was cremated in five, but then in six, his body's in a casket. I mean, when we get to part four, I'm going to have a lot to say about what you just said, but I don't want to jump around too much since we're kind of going in like a linear path. But yeah, part four, I have a lot to say. And it seems like we put part four in the same place. So that's perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. So part five is that one with the, like the asylum and shit. Uh, the next one that I have, part 12, which is the reboot. Okay. So we kind of already talked about the reboot. Um 
I have part one next. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think one fits at the, a lot of people will put it at the top of the list just because they're like, it's the one that started it all, but it, and it's a fine, it's fine. It's a fine movie, but I don't think it's nearly the best. Not at all. Like it, it's, it had its place in its time, but the franchise evolved so much after the first one that the first one, it feels like it's not even part of the franchise since like Jason's not even in it until the very last jump scare. Yeah. I feel like my whole middle section here is kind of interchangeable. Mm-hmm. It all depends on the day. Cause I don't, I don't think, I kind of think one, three and seven are all kind of about the, on the same level for me. See, I really liked number three. I have it ranked really high. It's uh, I have it at my number two spot, actually, because wow. it a one of the main surviving characters is a chubby guy with curly hair and sideburns, which is a great way to describe me. So there's that. And uh, on top of that, they get into a fight with a bunch of bikers and uh, the, the chubby guy who's like me is running around with a hockey mask on and shit and like I don't know. That really screams, this is Friday the 13th to me. It's just like a bunch of really intimidating dudes plus a bunch of not intimidating dudes all getting taken out by the same guy. Like, I feel like that's part of the quintessential Friday the 13th thing. So I feel like three kind of goes higher for me, but I understand why it's also not a super memorable movie other than it was in 3D. Well, the problem with it for me is I like the movie. I love the ending. I love how the the final girl uh, gets into it with Jason. But Shelly, the curly-haired chubby guy you speak of, is quite possibly the most annoying character in movie history to me. (laughs) It's so funny because I relate to him so much. But you're not annoying. He is such a whiny bitch. And just, uh, oh, woe is me. What? No, see, this is why girls won't like me. See, this is why girls... And it's like, they don't like you for your fucking personality, dude. It doesn't matter what you look like. like <laughs> I mean, I was like 13 when I watched this, and that was definitely who I was when I was like 13. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm... Born? Which yeah, was there's a barn. Where they... they, they uh, the only thing I can think of is uh, like the guy's machete going into his fat neck or something. Was that the barn one, or was that the pitchfork? I think that dude gets killed with a pitchfork, but yeah, I don't remember pitchfork. off the top of my there's head. A, there's a couple with barns in them. So it's yeah, well, one was like they were in a big house with windows, and they were at a lake party, but it had a barn as well. That one's there. part seven that you're describing. Yeah. Is that seven? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, or, yeah, there's, like I said, there's a lot of ones there's with barns. So yeah. <laughs> Apart from me because I don't, I don't know them so well. Um, yeah. I catch snippets here, and I think each one is a different. Each one's in one of the other ones. But why is one so low on your list? Well, not low, middle-ish. Uh, I mean, yeah, I just I feel like it's not part of the franchise, you know. So, so yeah, your next one after that was number three, and mine is number six, like part six. Jason lives where uh, Corey Feldman's character grows up, and he's mad at Jason. So he digs him up and he sticks a rod into him and it gets struck by lightning. I love that. I love that movie so much. We watched that here just because Josh was like, what do you want to watch? And uh, I don't know. Let's watch part six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, think it's the, I think it's the second best. I love it. I think it has the, it's, it's the beginning of Unstoppable Jason. And I like, 
I like it from the standpoint of think of it this way. The the character Tommy, who was Corey Feldman and then was some other weird looking guy and then was this guy in six. He goes there to make sure Jason is dead forever because he's worried that he'll come back to life and kill people. And then he causes him to not only come back to life, but to then be unkillable for (laughs) (laughs) forever. Like you really fucked up here, dude. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) if you had done nothing, you would have had nothing to worry about, but you caused your worst nightmare to come true. (laughs) Maybe that's the moral of the story. Like, all oh of those God. deaths are on him. I never really put that together. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, so I like that one because, A, he gets shot by lightning or whatever. But the director was actually super clever about how he made the movie, too. Because he was picturing it as you're in the movie theater with a bunch of other people. Because these movies were unstoppable in the 80s. So you're in the theater with a whole bunch of people and what he did was he set up punchlines for people to say in the audience and then everybody would laugh like they didn't directly say it but they set people up. So like there's one point where someone dies and their credit card starts floating downstream and yeah. the, the uh, what you call it the uh, the slogan for that kind of credit card was don't leave home without it. So he was just like waiting for somebody to say that for him and shit. So I thought it was actually like pretty clever filmmaking, but as far as story, I didn't think about what you just said or I'd have probably ranked it higher, but it's, uh, it's, I don't remember much of what happens in number six other than Jason becomes unstoppable. The only real problem I have with that movie is that there are a lot of stalking scenes of him not actually doing anything. There's a lot of scenes of him just walking through the woods. Mm-hmm. And then there's some scenes of like a POV of his machete and his machete is just way too shiny. Like it is a completely chromed out machete. And it's like, yeah, they're not, yeah. they're not like that. They're not bright like that. Like you could fucking see his <laughs> reflection in this thing. It's, it's extremely polished. It's very precious to him. The one I have in that spot is number seven, which I like number seven just fine. I, I think it's it's fun. It's debut of Kane Hodder's Jason. The the look of Jason is incredible with this part of his bony face popping out and his spine showing and stuff. The the telekinesis gets a little weird, but it is fun. Can I tell uh, you something? Yeah. Is that your number, number seven's one? my number one. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I think like it's it. good. I I would watch I this we're to the point now where I don't have any problems with any of them. It's just yeah. What do I what do I find more entertaining? I mean, I have a lot to say as to why it's my number one, but like we we have a lot of movies to get through. So yeah. like number seven, I love is because a Jason has a worthy nemesis for the only time, other than like when the android is kicking his ass in Jason X and the boxer in number eight. Other than that, nobody has really stood a chance against him at all up to that point, except for this girl who has who can throw couches at people and shit, and she pulls some crazy like uh, Home Alone antics and just smash him in the head with paint cans and shit. But <laughs> <laughs> like the and like the stunts were crazy to coordinate. Apparently, from what I understand, like there's a lot of cha- moments where Kane Hodder escaped being severely injured, like by inches, like several times in this movie. And the reason that they picked Kane Hodder for him is because he was a stunt man primarily. So his whole thing was being able to like 
take major hits and like know how to keep himself from getting seriously injured. And they were like, listen, Jason's going to get his ass kicked in this one because the girl's going to throw furniture at him and shit. So we need someone who can fall without getting hurt. And that's how Jason or uh, Kane Hodder got introduced to the whole <laughs> franchise. So I'm super respectable. Like I think number seven is amazing because the telekinetic stuff is very silly and campy, which is the whole heart and soul of Friday the 13th. But it's also like the introduction of one of the most important actors as a franchise character, in my opinion. But I understand why it's like kind of whatever, like you're not super into Kane Hodder. I get it. But that's why I love this one. Well, part seven originally was the, the first original planned attempt to make a Freddy versus Jason movie. Really? And, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then the, they, but at that time, they were owned by two different companies because that was before New Lines owned Friday the 13th. Yeah, that was so when Miramax was in charge of a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, Paramount still owned Friday the 13th and they wouldn't, uh, the deal, they just couldn't make a deal on it. So then they were like, they pitched it as, well, we'll do Carrie versus Jason. So she'll just have she'll have telekinetic powers like Carrie, and people people think that's just as good. I don't. Uh, <clears throat> I wish that actress was a little better, but Seven does contain contain I think my favorite kill. I like Seven a lot, but my favorite kill is near the end, right before all the te- telekinetic stuff against Jason happens. He busts through the door, plants an axe in this girl's face, and then just throws her entire body over the TV. <laughs> Throws her across the entire living room and she lands behind the television. <laughs> yeah, it, I love that part. <laughs> and it's also, I think, Jason's best face in that is in that movie when his mask explodes and you yeah, see. Yeah, and he's got all the teeth and shit. Like it's incredible. I'm gonna show that, Ben a picture because I'm sure he doesn't know what I'm talking about. Like one one eye socket's packed in dirt and he's got worms and shit coming out of him. That's, I believe so. That I've seen that face. Oh no, that's when he's in the grave. Is when he's got the worms and shit. Well, there's. Well, I guess there's not. I thought there was one where he's actively walking around with one eye socket packed with dirt. <laughs> that's that's most of them after like part seven, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I accidentally typed in part eight where he has a really stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> Baby face, Jason. This is... gets. Uh, I uh... eye socket's packed with dirt. That's incredible. Yeah, I saw. I saw a fan theory that the Ninja Turtles were born from the boiling acid that like eats Jason in part eight. And because (laughs) he gets mixed with it, it like lands on turtles and they become full grown, super strong creatures because of (laughs) Jason's strength. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Isn't that what happened? (laughs) Basically. Um, So next you have part one, which we kind of talked about, but why did you rank it fourth on your list? Um, because I do think it is a good movie and it's definitely like an original slasher. I do have problems with it. And I did just kind of throw this, like I said, these middle ones are just kind of, they're replaceable with one another. Yeah. Um, I just think it is up there for starting the franchise a little bit. I'm just not one of these people that will be like, it's number one because it, it started yeah. it all. But I do think like, the fact that Tom Savini does the effects and they have that incredible arrow through the throat kill yeah. is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
my biggest problem with the movie is the first time I ever saw part of the movie was literally from the scene right when Mrs. Voorhees shows up. Oh, so you, you were spoiled right from the gate? Well, I had already known that she was the bad guy. My problem was I saw it and I was like, oh, she must be somebody that they know throughout the movie. And then when you watch it all the way through, it's like, oh, no, this is the first time she appears. Like, they just throw in a new character in the last 10 minutes and go, this is the bad guy. Yeah, and she was and apparently a famous, like, soap opera actress. Yeah. And she, she got paid $2,000 to do that role, and she wanted to buy a new Cadillac, which cost exactly $2,000. She's like, yeah. oh, I'll just... <laughs> I'll just work for my Cadillac. That's fine. And it became her most famous role when she did not give a flying fuck about that character at all. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. But if they did that now, if a movie came out now and in the last 10 minutes, there's like, here's a character you haven't seen at all. And it's a surprise. It's like, that's not a surprise. You're just throwing someone in and going, this is the, like, that's not a reveal. This is because you way out. Like, I always thought, like, she was the lunch lady at the summer camp, and then it turned out she was the bad guy. But it's she not. She actually was a lunch lady, though. Yeah, she was, a, yeah, originally in the 50s, yeah. <laughs> so, our lists get kind of jumbled up, but basically, your number one is number two, mine is number seven, and the only one we really didn't talk about at all is part four. Yeah, which is number three on my list. Yeah, so part four is... The I one feel like Ben, I think ben wanted to say something. Well, yeah, about the first movie. The reason I, I didn't get much into the first one because it reminds me a lot of uh, the Psycho movie, the first Psycho movie. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. And it, that's, that's the vibe I got out of it. So I was like, eh. You know, because I've seen that before. I've seen that way of doing things before. Yeah. And it had the same type of mystery and the same type of sound and the same type of acting. So I think that's why I'm I'm not too high. The it's not too high on a list for me. The first two, I don't really yeah. care. And but. that was like their love letter to the genre because the genre right. was like super looked down upon until this movie came out. So them being like, "Look, Hitchcock did some cool shit. Maybe we should kind of copy him." Like that was their way of sort of creating the next phase of this genre, which is just slash and kill and boobs which is Hell not, yeah. what, not what Hitchcock movies are about, but it, it, it definitely was defining, but I agree it's not one of the best movies ever made. No. All right, we can go on from there. So, <laughs> that was number my four. <laughs> yeah. So number four, I really want to talk about number four because I reached out to Corey Feldman to talk to him about this movie and he did not respond. <laughs> <laughs> so... Part four is called The Final Chapter, which it is clearly not because there are eight more movies after this. <laughs> but this is the one where Corey Feldman uses psychology to beat Jason, but then it fucks with his mental being. And uh, I was watching the commentary and shit, and Corey Feldman was like, listen, after like Tommy grows up and there's like the whole misdirect that he could be Jason and then he goes out to kill Jason, I think the movie should take a turn from there where we should forget all the other ones and I should transform myself into being Jason as the Tommy character. And I was like, bro, Corey Feldman, man, we're going to do Feldman the 13th. We're going to have a Feldman verse. 
and you're going to be the main guy. We just need you to put forward the money, the production, and the acting, and we can make this happen. <laughs> he was not interested, surprisingly, but he really wanted Feldman the 13th to happen like 15 years ago when this documentary part took place. But, yep. I have a question. Can we go ahead and dig up Corey Hames to get – Oh God! Don't. Do oh that. Jesus Christ! Put a rod in his chest and bring him back to life and make him unstoppable. <laughs> and I think that would help. I'm just, just saying. I think a lot of people think the fourth one is the best one because it ended because the concept of the franchise. No, because it has Corey Feldman in it. Yeah, and it also was... has the shower kill too. Yeah. <laughs> Where he like. He jams the guy's neck down on the broken shower glass. Like, that shit was fucking crazy back then. I but, think it has the best death scene of when he starts killing a guy. The guy screams, he's killing me. He's killing me. <laughs> I think that's what I would scream if somebody was trying to kill me. <laughs> they, they, This guy is the brother of a character from part three, I think, or two. And he's uh, he says he's hunting bear, but he's out there hunting Jason. Oh. So he's got a gun. He's a big, like, woodsy guy. They make it out like he's going to be a badass. And the first altercation he has with Jason, Jason just starts, I think, beating him with a hammer. And he just starts screaming, run away. He's killing me. <laughs> Doesn't he then shoot him with a bow? Like, with his own bow, he kills him with a broadhead? Maybe, yeah. He might stab him with an arrow. <laughs> He shoots him like he has expert marksman skills and just takes him out with a shot to the neck like a terrible deer kill. Anyway. I feel like as when I was younger, when I first watched these movies, I liked four a lot more because of Corey Feldman. But as an adult, when I watch it, I'm like, he's just overacting and is so annoying in this fucking movie. Yeah. When he shaves so, his head and shit. The real star is Crispin Glover. <laughs> when he dances around like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I do and, remember. And that's that's the one where there's a dude sitting on a couch watching porn on a projector oh, by himself. Yes. <laughs> and he's just laughing at the porn like He was supposed to He's supposed to be stoned in that scene. So yeah, the, but like that's also not how stoned works. Yeah, well, the the actor was like, well, fuck it. If I'm supposed to be stoned, I'll get stoned for this scene. But I guess he had, like, never smoked pot before. Oh. <laughs> so he, got, he got so stoned and couldn't do his job, and they had to fucking, like, they're like, we have to stop. Like, we can't use any of this. Like, you're just kind of zoning out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, so I think we've talked about all of them except for Freddy versus Jason. And Freddy versus Jason is the shit. I had it ranked pretty high on mine, but like it also was like the second one I saw. So you know, it's as great as you can expect. It's the first one I saw in theater, and mm-hmm. I would I'd put it up at like one or two. Like it's definitely my favorite f- fucking Freddy movie. Oh, for sure. Like people think Freddy, like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, are better than. Friday the 13th and I don't think they are at all I think the first one is good and the third one's all right and I like New Nightmare and I think the rest are garbage I didn't like New Nightmare at all oh really didn't like it I like New Nightmare and Josh and I had that discussion before we got on to the show we were talking about why we thought people liked Friday the 13th more and I'm 
speculating that it's it's because there was the one-liners and the campiness and the mm-hmm. the jokes that people could relate to uh, from that character, even though it is way over the top and way overacted and horribly filmed uh, franchise. I, I think a lot of people gravitate towards that because Freddie does speak. That's true. So that I think that's, that's the only reason I've watched all of them versus mm-hmm. all of the Nightmare or the Friday the Thirteenth movies because I I can listen to him and I can hear him you know call somebody a bitch or. <laughs> Make a yeah. make a stupid phone reference or something when they're yeah <laughs> reach out and touch someone or mm-hmm. I mean he just I think that's for me the reason I've seen all of those way before I saw any of the other Jason movies. I mean, yeah, like Wes Craven tried to replace Freddy with um, the movie Shocker. I highly yeah. suggest you gentlemen check that one out. Yeah. I did an episode on that, and it's fucking ridiculous movie. <laughs> and the man that so. travel, you can what? You can he gets electrocuted on death row, and then can travel through televisions. I've seen that. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Shocker and Shocker Two. Isn't there a second one? There is not a second one, I but know. it is fucking funny movie for all the wrong reasons. The first well, I find it very is- very odd with Wes Craven. And uh, John Carpenter is they both have these huge names and they have such clout behind their names for two people that had like two good movies and then made a bunch of shit. I mean, John, I feel like John Carpenter was a lot more successful, but they, you're right. That like, well, it's they really just Halloween and the thing. And that's it. Like the rest of his movies are not great. I don't know. There's a. I think there's a bunch of good ones. I can't think of them off the top of my head because a. I just had a bunch of drinks, but also. Um, it ain't yeah, Ghosts yeah. of Mars with Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It ain't Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> um, he. Uh, yeah. He. He wrote a lot of really good movies too that he uh, otherwise didn't have a hand in. But anyway, John Carpenter did not make a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Nah, I wish. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Who knows? He's, well, he did. It's called Halloween, and then Friday the 13th ripped it off. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, so I mean, that's, our, that's our definitive lists. They're, they're not super different, and it's all for fun anyways because they're, they're all enjoyable in their own way. I challenge the audience to try and write out what your order is and what my order is, and I have a feeling no one will be able to do it. <laughs> Well, I'm going to have to watch them all back to back and make my own order then. Yeah. There you go. I suggest we do. Well, we're going to do them. We've already done one on the show. Next month, we're going to do two and three. And then right. every every time there's a Friday the 13th, we'll bust out two more just to get through them. But so should I watch them for the first time that way, or should I binge them first and then watch them again? Well, let's, let's get your genuine, uh, your genuine reaction on the podcast. Sweet. Oh, oh, yeah. All right. Well, Miles, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, it was a, pl- a pleasure. We'll have you, you. We'll definitely have you back on again. This was fun. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much. This was a great time. Why Next you- time I'll have beer so we can cheers. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah! Why don't you tell all the people where they can find you and tell them about your show a little bit? Oh, okay. Um, my name is Miles. I'm the host of the Disc Dump Podcast. That's Disc with a C. 
the whole premise of my show is I have a lot of movies and video games and CDs and just, I have all these discs around my house and in this digital era, there's not a whole lot of reason to keep them. So what I'm doing is I'm going through all of my movies, games and CDs and deciding if it's worth keeping or if it's not. And if it's not, it gets the dump, hence the name, The Disc Dump. So you can find me on all major podcast platforms. And uh, my audio is usually pretty good. So if that deters you, this it'll be a good one, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> what about t- Twitter and such? Oh, you know, you can find me on all of them. Uh, I'm on the Instagram. It's the Disc Dump Podcast. Uh, my email is discdumppod at gmail.com. I put two pps in it so like disc dump pod you just can't forget the pp it's very important and i'm on twitter at the disc dump and on facebook i have a page but i also have a group called the disc dump podcast fans and that's where all the good stuff goes i put memes in there and shit so yeah you guys should come check me out it's a good time and you can hear me on his show sometime next week probably I believe it is next week or else it'll be the Monday after. Yeah, it's already recorded, so you'll hear it eventually. <laughs> Earlier, you popped up on uh, my Twitter feed and I read it wrong because I didn't have my glasses on. I'm like, what the hell is the disco dump? <laughs> like, I'm thinking to myself, I can get into this because, you know, I'm a 70s kid. So <laughs> he's like, no, that's the disc dump is the guy we're about to talk to. I'm like, oh, well, let me put my glasses on so I can see what I'm doing. <laughs> But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. This was enjoyable talking about stuff. I have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) I had a great time too. Thank you guys for letting me uh, come on and talk about the shit that I like a lot more than a bunch of people don't like. (laughs) Yeah, right. It was our pleasure. I'm going to go download your your, uh, Friday the 13th episode right now. Thank you. I think it's episode 13, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that and today's the 13th. So we're recording this on the 13th. Shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got this on lock, yo. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, All right, peace out. There it is, folks. Our definitive ranking, I guess, of the Friday the 13th franchise. Let us know how you rank the films on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or email it to us. We don't care. Thank you again to Miles coming on the show. Please listen to his show, The Disc Dump Podcast. It's really good. Super fun. Miles so entertaining. Definitely look forward to having him back on the show. Follow him everywhere. Rate, review, and subscribe to his show. Follow our show, Twitter, FMBN Podcast. Facebook and Instagram, FMBN, the number four and the letter U. Email the show, FMBN, the number four and the letter U at gmail.com. We're on TeePublic, tpublic.com forward slash FMBN Hope you're loving this Halloween spooktacular as much as I am. Still so much more to come. All working up to when we do our Halloween commentary. So for Ben, I'm Josh. And this is the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. Signing off. Stay spooky, my friends. Stay spooky.